Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the secret backstory behind every book. Joining me today is Anne Dinata, and she's here to tell us about her book, Twisted Roots, Standing Tall, My Journey to Heal, Learn, and Rise from the Trauma of Childhood Sexual Abuse. Anne is such a versatile person. She's an author, a speaker, an artist, a poet, and an advocate for awareness of sexual violence. She was left as an orphan. She was also destitute at around the age of 16. She transcended her trauma to attain an education, and she has become a successful businesswoman and world traveler. Today, Anne is a healer whose purpose is to inspire others to heal their lives and to bring more light and love into the world for the benefit of all humanity. Anne has traveled, written poetry, and painted in so many countries. Her art reflects the spiritual world of exotic locations and unique cultures. She writes poetry that's related to her art. She studied with international teachers, and she's exhibited her work in Canada, the United States, as well as internationally. Anne, I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to welcome you today to Books on Air. Thank you so much for being my guest. Well, thank you, Susan. It's equally my pleasure to connect with a kindred spirit. I know. We have had so much fun talking to each other before we started to record. When I first looked at your book, I was struck by the cover art, and I was struck by the title of the book. And I know that there's a story behind both of those. Would you share that story with our listeners? Sometimes things are placed in your mind was certainly mine and you do not know why or what its purpose until you've worked through it. I think that was my case. Other than this is rather sad to say but being a victim I didn't carry what you'd call unconditional love towards my children. I My mother loved us but we didn't share it emotionally. She did it through all the work she did for us. Um, She sewed our dance costumes. She uh, did a lot of preserves because she planted fruit trees and, and, um, and vegetables for us. She was a gardener. And um, I never knew my family. I didn't really have a family. We grew up with no relatives. And I knew because of my trauma, my children just didn't, weren't interested in that at all. And so I had hoped that maybe one day one of my four grandchildren might be interested. And a book was the only way. I hadn't thought of a video. Maybe I will, but I hadn't thought of a video to leave them. Um, I think those who don't understand their past or their history are bound to repeat it. And that would be so sad for me. I couldn't agree more. And I think that it's always, when someone has suffered a trauma, continuous trauma, as you did for an extended period of time, and come out 
on the other side of the trauma. Often, they will feel like they want to share the story mm. of what happened mm. because they feel that it, it's perhaps happened to someone else. And the sharing of that story and for you, the wonderful healing process that you've gone through. I mean, I think this will be so valuable and so helpful for so many of our listeners. Well, uh, maybe halfway, a little bit towards uh, two-thirds of the way through the healing process, I asked myself, why did this happen to me? What's the purpose? What's behind it? And what came up was quite astounding for me. It may or may not interest others. But it was, I went through this process to carry that transformation at a cellular level. And at a cellular level is where we connect deeply. And then in sessions with clients, I began to realize that they're not trusting the individual human me. They're trusting my energy. And often I prefer to work um, with no, no um, voice, um, just through energy and sensing. There's a deeper connection. So um, it was at a cellular level, and I am strongly, strongly connected uh, in my energy field with the love of humanity. It's a, a constant with me. It's a constant theme throughout your work as well. And I know that you journaled all your life almost. When did you first begin to journal? Intuitively, I would say at 14. But factually, it may have been after my parents died or in, in between there. I think it came about that I was brought up as a Catholic and I had nowhere else to go, no relatives, no neighbors, no one in the beginning. And so uh, being brought up uh, to pray, going inward, the writing maybe has been an extension of that. Everyone talks about the power of writing down what's going on with us as an individual, how powerful that can be for us and how cathartic it can be for us. Did you find it that way as well? Oh, yes. Um, to, uh, at some point, three quarters way through the incest, I did connect with the priest. And um, I was living in Auckland for a while um, with my 82-year-old uncle. And... Um, I would spend my nights trying to study because I went back to to school um, and I would write these letters with tears in my eyes, you know, for an hour or two, promising I would send the letter, but never did. So it was, it, it's a feeling that there is a connection, that uh, you're not totally alone in this world. And that's the truth, whether it's physical or non-physical. We are never alone. Let's give our listeners an overview of the scope of the book. 
of Twisted Roots Standing Tall? Mm-hmm. You're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a, a hard question. <laughs> Let's just, well, it, how would you describe it? Well, it's basically a memoir. Uh, Kirkus Review, and I'm proud they said this, said it's actually two books. One is the the events, experiences, and and the physical world. But the other is a healing book. And I can relate to that because there was a period where I would go and read books about people who had some kind of disability and they had overcome it. I'm very attracted to the down and out kind of individual who undergoes tremendous challenges and somehow rises to the top and receives their accolades, their uh, freedom, uh, their bliss and abundance. And that's what, in my world, trauma offers. I also know that you have a philosophy that rests on two tenets. One is exploring one's outer landscape, and the other is facilitating and validating the healing journey. Could you expand on those just a little? Absolutely. Well, I think the first thing I happen to believe, knowing that before I die, I will leave all of these beliefs uh, and patterns behind, I was told that, um, that the inner world is far vaster than the galaxy that we see. I happen to believe that. And the second thing is that everything that we are involved in creating, because that is who we are, we are part of the divine, we are creators, um, starts in the inner world. And we get guidance every second of the day, and that comes from our external world. Um, uh, For me, our bodies are our laboratories. At the same time, they are our temples. But all we have to do is look and see and feel what's happening right now. And that's what's happening to the, the finest, most powerful parts of us, our energy world. I spent a lot of time and love to, and I'm right now surrendered 360 degrees by nature. And nature is our best teacher, in my opinion, as well as ourselves. Oh, I agree. I agree. You and I talked about something that I think is fascinating. And I I know that I would like to share this with the listener, and I think you would as well. Would you discuss light body? Ah, yes. Think of it this way. Somebody has their heartfelt desire of, I want to build a house or a building or a bridge. And they may or may not have the... Um, call it academic knowledge to to start from zero for themselves. So they may go to an architect. The architect is going to make a blueprint. We have a blueprint at our soul level of what we chose, in my opinion, to come in and accomplish. 
and that is in the energy field. There are a few people um, who are able to see this energy world. And I was very fortunate to have my best friend see this, and she saw it for years. And even though I had a lot of negative patterns, the fact that she could see my spiritual world was what kept her working for me. Um, And then she became my um, partner. And so that a lot of people can feel their energy world. They can feel that their energy is is tall or wide or or thick. Um, It's a matter of practicing if you so choose. I want to know at all levels who I really am. And we watched the development of my light body over many years, I want to say about 10. Once a week, we'd spend two to three hours and I would raise my vibration and I learned to compete with myself and we watched it grow. And that was what was my turning point from basically moving out of being a victim and no self-worth to my spiritual world because that was totally uncontaminated by any human being. And I'd had a lot of contamination. (laughs) I hope that is the answer to your question. It's perfect because I think that the answer that you just gave is so valuable to someone who is damaged by whatever cause, whether it's a a physical damage or mental damage or continuing damage to them, either physically or mentally. I think what you just described and the way that you talked about the transformation that that gave you, I think that's extremely important. Would you like to share a reading from the book with our listeners? Can I? Yes, I would love to. But can I just say one other thing? Sure. Uh, I had an oxygen star and I worked with the three bases of life light, oxygen, and water. Now, what one happens, in my opinion, when a person goes through trauma, whatever it is, even if it's a teacher at school embarrassing you in front of the classroom, we collapse, we shrink, we withdraw. And what we're doing, we're withdrawing the space within us that we live in Think of it as the four walls in the room. We actually pull these walls in and we deplete the life force, the spirit. And I discovered this because amongst my oxygen apparatus, I have an oxygen hyperbaric chamber. And doctors use this for healing, particularly for burn victims. And what it does is they, they require you to have five sessions a week usually an hour, you can do it longer, for eight weeks. And what is happening here is you're um, going, being depressed a little bit like underwater pressure to about 12 to 15 feet. But really what's happening is the level of oxygen has been pushed out of the cells in the body. And by bringing a saturation, and this helps with autistic children, They have a lot of toxicity and they burn that off with oxygen. And um, as a result of that, um, they're bringing back the life force. 
And when we do that, we open up to receive our true power, um, our true assistance from our higher self, our guides, angels, masters, deities. And we need to have that power because we're not alone and we really are not meant to do this alone. There's so much help if only we can accept it. So I, I felt that was important to mention that we squeeze out our own life force. So I, I thank agree. you, Susan. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> okay, my reading. Sometimes, if we are willing to pay attention, nature will show us who we are, wordlessly and yet with an eloquence that forever changes the very configuration of our hearts. This happened to me on one ordinary blue-skied afternoon as I was driving home from an appointment on Highway 31 in eastern Ontario, Canada. I glanced over towards the frontage road running parallel to the highway and saw an oak tree that took my breath away. I didn't stop. I was late and skeptical of my reaction. I brushed it off. Yet years later, I still think of that tree. It was impossible not to notice it. It was standing all alone, stark against the horizon, in an otherwise completely open field. The first thing I thought was how magnificent she was, tall and graceful, a majestic grandmother oak with a proud and generous bearing. I could see birds, a quarrel of sparrows perhaps, flocking towards her, finding nurturance and respite in her open arms. But it was the other thing about her that gave me chills. The tree had incredibly twisted roots. I understate. The root system I could see coming out of the ground was more than twisted. It was tortured. I could not imagine what loud and awful chaos lay beneath the ground out of sight. Nor could I think what calamity or series of such had resulted in that moldering mess. And yet, Despite her aberrant origin, that tree had grown to be beautifully straight and strong. In the roots of that tree, I saw my own beginnings. And in the wake of her shining example, I found a way to measure my life. Could I ever become as beautiful, straight, and true as she I love My that. Was that the inspiration? Was that the inspiration for the title of the book and for the cover art of the book? Yes, it was. And I felt I had to make the cover because I could not explain the cover to anybody. Did you draw it? Yes, I painted it. Wow. Do you have the original art? I do. I do. Oh, I think that's so special. I just think that's so special. I know that. Did our... you see the female? Sorry, Suzanne. Yes, did I did. See... <laughs> yes, <you>. I did. <laughs> I, I think you're so clever. I just really, when I read that story, 
I thought, this has to be, this just has to be the inspiration. And I know mm. that our listeners are saying to themselves, where can we find the book? Easy. You can find it on Amazon. Simply go to the Amazon homepage, whether it's the American version or the European version of Amazon, and you're going to look at that search box on the, the very first, in the top of that big first page. It's very messy, I think, but there's a nice, clean search box. Here is the title of Anne's book, and let me spell her name, and let me give you the specific title. It's Twisted Roots, comma, Standing Tall, colon, My Journey to Heal, Learn, and Rise from the Trauma of Childhood Sexual Abuse by Anne, A-N-N-E, Dinata, D-E, capital N-A, D A. Now, probably if you just put Twisted Roots by Anne Donata in the search feature and click on it, it'll come up. You'll see the beautiful artwork that Anne did. You'll see exactly what she's talking about. And in the upper right hand corner of the book, you'll see the words open here. If you click on those words, the book electronically opens and you can read an excerpt from the book right there. You can also buy it right there on that page. Now, Anne, you have got a great website. I looked at, you've got two of them, and I looked at both websites. Let's give the website for the book. Um, it's just www.myname.com. That's one. And what will they find when they go to that website? They will find the book, Twisted Roots, and they'll also find um, uh, Whispers of Grace, um, which is uh, volume one and volume two. Um, on one side of the page is some of my artwork, and on the other uh, are poems. I, I love to write poems. Oh, you are quite the poet. I was very I was very impressed with your poetry. It's very beautiful. Now let's send them to the other website as well because that's where your artwork really is featured as well. <laughs> it's true. Um without wasting too much time the idea came in that today children bring home um artwork from school and mum pasted on the refrigerator. <laughs> well, as a child, there were times we did not have a refrigerator. We had an icebox. And uh, there wasn't this, there, we didn't have crayons and pencils to draw in in my time. And so that's the idea. This second website just created was a fun website. And it was like, here, mum, I'm pasting my, my, my artwork on the fridge. <laughs> I love it because your artwork is beautiful and I love the poems that you write with each one and you've got it divided into sections you have if you if they go to the website there's a color section a sound section and a movement section and each one of those three sections has different pieces of artwork and different poems and that's because um long ago um 
uh, I, I put on an evening of expansion, um, and that's another story. But uh, I discovered that my medium was sound, color, and movement. And that's how that came about. I've known a long time. How that's interesting. What, uh, and we didn't say the website, which is, I don't think, it, which is um, The Spirit Dances, www.thespiritdances.com. Excellent. And it's there to create and motivate people to find their inner creative muse. There's also, there are a couple of videos. I, I watched a video there that talks about the book. Um, there are several different things there. I was really struck by the difference in the artwork and the amount of artwork and how each category is slightly different, but there is a tie, there's a theme, there's a feeling that they all go together, they fit together, that they make sense together. Am I saying that in a in a, a correct way? Well, it could be the subconscious working. Could be. Um, may, may I give you a small piece of information? Certainly. <laughs> um, we all know we make something like 36,000 decisions a day. But what I didn't know until recently, that 95 to 97% of our daily decisions are made from our subconscious. And if that's not a reason to go deeper into who we are and into our inner landscape, I don't know what is. I agree. We are running out of time. And I want to give you an opportunity to say something to our listeners. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is your work. It's very personal work. It's about your trauma it's about your healing, and it's, it's all very, very personal. When the listeners buy a copy of the book and they read it and they close the back cover, probably not for the last time, but let's say for the first time, what real takeaway do you want them to leave with after that initial read of the book? I would like them to realize that this book is just the messenger from our creator and that they are in the perfect place to start or continue to explore their own inner landscape, to explore and in the process the journey of how to love yourself because that's the greatest gift you can give yourself and anyone else. Because when we love ourselves, that energy flows out boundlessly to everybody and everything in this world. It's who we are meant to be. It's to touch the divinity in each of us. And such a powerful work. Thank you so very much for being our guest today on Books on Air and for sharing all of this wonderful information with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, it's my pleasure, too. So when we find two pleasures, I think we must find bliss. 
<laughs> I think you're absolutely right. Remember, you can find Twisted Roots Standing Tall, My Journey to Heal, Learn, and Rise from the Trauma of Childhood Sexual Abuse by Anne, A-N-N-E, Denada, D-E, capital N-A-D-A, on Amazon. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.